You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. What is up, you guys? This is a very heavily requested topic that um, I think is probably actually going to end up being pretty short because there's actually not a whole lot to it. But we're talking about alcohol and what role it can and should play in your weight loss journey to just kind of touch on what happens when you drink, like to your body. Then we can get into how big a role it's going to play. We'll talk a little bit about what to drink, and that's pretty much it. So... Just a brief kind of nutrition overview. We've got our three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. Our body wants those in large quantities. Alcohol is not one of those things, but it does contain calories or energy. So it's in a category of its own. One gram of alcohol has seven calories, which puts it between protein and carbs at four calories per gram and fat at nine calories per gram. But unlike protein, carbs, and fat, calories and alcohol are not actually providing our bodies with any nutrients. They're literally empty calories. You're getting kind of the, uh, the mental effects, but you're not, you're physically, you're not getting anything. So basically what that means is it's taking away from your daily budget and not really providing you anything substantial in return, except like hopefully a good time. So... That's one of the things you need to consider. How much of my budget am I willing to put towards this thing that isn't actually helping me get any closer to my goal? On that note, technically, when our bodies are metabolizing alcohol, that is priority number one, which means that fat loss basically gets paused in order to process the alcohol. So you are not doing yourself any favors with drinking frequently because you're basically pressing pause every time you've got alcohol to deal with and that's disrupting your fat loss. That said, assuming you're not drinking like around the clock, it's also not a huge deal if you're pressing pause a couple times a week because you want to have a drink. About that really I think are kind of more important are what happens after you drink. So likely you're probably drinking partly because you want the lowered inhibitions and you'll also notice an increase in appetite. The problem with those two things combining is that it often makes you eat more and maybe eat more of things that you wouldn't otherwise. So where under normal circumstances, you would maybe want a snack after dinner, but you'd say, no, it's fine. I'm not really hungry. I'm just going to brush my teeth and just ignore it. Once you've had a couple drinks, it's a lot easier to say, eh, screw it. Give me the chips. And how often you're drinking and how much you're drinking can it may not be the drinking itself that's adding in a lot of extra calories. It may be what you're doing as a result that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Then you need to think about how it's affecting your sleep, your energy levels, how you feel the next day. So if you're not sleeping well, that's inhibiting your recovery. If you're waking up low energy, you're probably not working out. Or if you do, you're not working out as hard as you would. You're probably not being as active throughout the day. Potentially you're eating the next day is off because you're just not feeling very good. All you want is something greasy. So you need to think not just about the actual act of drinking that one, one or two drinks itself, but what's going to happen afterwards. So I've had a lot of clients who've noticed this is like, they're not like drunk, but they're just a little bit different than normal. 
to the point that they just care less about those sort of things. So they realized that even though they could kind of afford the calories and the alcohol, it just wasn't worth having to keep putting themselves in that position where they're trying to fight themselves to avoid this needless snacking. So those are the things you need to be aware of. Obviously, if you're having like a drink or two, you're probably not waking up surrounded by empty food wrappers and things like that. You're probably able to keep it in control. And if it's moderate, it's probably not really having much of a negative impact, if at all. But you do want to think about how often you're doing it, how much you're drinking. And I think it's also important to think about why you're drinking. A lot of times we use alcohol as a coping mechanism when we'd be a lot better off addressing that thing, that emotion, that feeling directly. So if you know that you're just in the habit of having a glass of wine or two or three at the end of a stressful day, you'd probably be better off in the long run figuring out how to manage your stressors without alcohol. And it may not mean giving it up entirely, but I think it's worth thinking about kind of the driving force behind it. If you genuinely really like the taste, you're not relying on it for any emotional reasons, it's not a crutch, it's not something that you would have trouble giving up, then probably not an issue, but something worth thinking about. You might also want to think about what sort of personal rules you could put in place, like for example, maybe not drinking during the week. That might just be a habit that you've slipped into, especially during quarantine where you're just like, eh, all the days are the same, I don't have anything to look forward to, why not? So maybe you just realize the frequency has gotten a little bit out of hand. I'm just gonna decide Monday through Thursday, I don't do it. I might want to, but I'm gonna do something else instead and it's not the end of the world. It might also make you enjoy it a little bit more on the weekends if it actually feels special. But again, give some thought to why am I doing it? If you resist the thought of scaling back or you know, even giving it up entirely for a little bit, ask yourself why. Typically the things that we're most resistant to are the ones that would give us the, the biggest bang for our buck and would be the most impactful to address. So just think about whether that might be applicable for you. Assuming, like most of you, are going to continue drinking in some capacity, you probably want to figure out how do I do it and have it be as minimally disruptive as possible. So one thing to think about, if you're tracking your food, which again, I think I beat the dead horse on this, but you don't have to track your food. Personally, I think it's a really useful tool that can help you learn A, how to get to your goals without feeling restricted and deprived, and B, how to maintain your weight long-term without tracking because now you just have a better understanding of how it works. So if you're tracking your food, you can take your alcohol from either your carb or your fat budget or a combination of the two. You do not want to sacrifice protein in order to drink. So that would be something you could look at as well is if you drink and if you track your food, taking a look back at your log. On the days that you drink, are you sacrificing important nutrients in order to do it? Are you eating less protein? Are you eating less fiber? If so, you probably want to scale that back. But generally speaking, if you're going to have a, a glass that can fit pretty easily or, you know, one cocktail can fit pretty easily into most budgets, you want to plan it out from the get-go. Everything is easier when it's planned for. And it's not saying you can never be spontaneous, but especially when you're focused on reaching a goal, having a plan just makes it easier to do. So you decide, okay, it's, it's Friday night, I want to have a glass of wine. You factor that in from the beginning. It may mean that you skip the peanut butter that you usually have with your apple, or you have a smaller portion of rice at lunch. You need to offset the calories from somewhere and you don't want it to come from the most important things you're eating, your protein and your fiber. 
So you would plan around it. You would eat a higher protein, higher fiber breakfast, probably lunch, and basically do the best that you can to distribute your protein throughout the day, not sacrifice that in order to fit in the alcohol. You also want to think about what it is that you're drinking and whether you want to or could make any changes there. So obviously drinks vary a ton in what they contain, how many calories they have, their sugar levels, things like that. So it's really up to you to decide, do I want one, for example, of something maybe higher calorie, but that I'm really, really going to enjoy and it's the thing that I actually want? Or would I be just as satisfied with one or maybe two of something lower calorie that you know, I might not love as much, but it'll, it'll work. This is pretty similar to kind of the same thing you can think about with food. If you really want some ice cream, are you going to be satisfied with an entire pint of Arctic Zero? Or would you rather have a half a cup of you know, the, the briars hand churned? There's no right or wrong answer. It's just up to you. Do you want a certain thing and you're willing to have less of it in order to accommodate it? Or do you just kind of want the thing in any capacity and then it doesn't really matter? So in general, the fewer ingredients a drink has, the lower calorie it's going to be, especially if you're getting into zero calorie mixers and things like that, where you're only getting the alcohol, uh, only getting the calories from the alcohol. So things like vodka sodas and um, tequila waters, not something I drink, but I bartended for a long time, so I saw a handful of those. Um, Jack and diet, things like that. If the calorie is zero mixer, you're not adding, if, if the mixer is zero calorie, you're not adding any additional calories from that, so you're only getting it from the alcohol. If you're just doing about an ounce of alcohol, you're looking at probably 70-ish calories, so not a huge deal. Obviously, up to you if you feel comfortable using diet sodas and things like that. You can also do zero calorie flavor enhancers like Crystal Light, Neo, things like that to, for example, if you were to do a vodka soda, still gonna taste like vodka, you can add something for some flavor. Flavor soda water would work. Um, there are some that are sweetened and again, still they're basically like a diet, but don't contain any calories. So you could get some flavor from there. One thing to note is that tonic and soda water are not the same thing. Soda water and seltzer are both just zero calorie carbonated water. Tonic has quinine, not zero calorie, has sugar. I think it tastes a lot better, but that's something to be aware of. You can't just use all those interchangeably. If you're at the store, you gotta look out for the one you actually want. You can get diet, to diet tonic if you like that. But ultimately, you just wanna figure out how I'm gonna make it work for me. How big is my calorie budget? How much am I willing to kind of spend on alcohol? A decent rule of thumb there is to set aside, say, 10 or 15% of your overall calories as like kind of just a fun budget. Doesn't have to always be for alcohol. It could be for just kind of a treat at the end of the day if you want it or anything that you know isn't particularly nutrient dense and isn't something that you want to eat a ton of, but is just helping you enjoy your life. 10 or 15% of your overall calories is kind of a good rule of thumb there. So if you're shooting for 1500 calories, you're looking at 150, maybe 200 calories from whatever. So you could fit a, a drink or two in with that. That's really what it boils down to, is figuring out, is the trade-off worth it to me, knowing I'm gonna press pause on my fat loss for a little bit, knowing that it might affect my energy and all that sort of thing. Am I doing it for 
like the right reasons because I actually genuinely enjoy it and want to have it, not because I'm using it to cope or put a Band-Aid on my emotions or things like that. And then is there something in particular that I want that might cost more out of my budget but be more enjoyable? Or like we have some clients over the summer, they have lake houses and like, you know, I don't really care what I'm drinking. I just want to have a drink in my hand for a good part of the afternoon. So something like a Truly or a light beer fits better in that scenario than to say drink margaritas all afternoon. That's really it. You don't need to really be super firm on either I drink or I don't. You can be fluid. Right now I want to drink. In the future I don't. It's not the end of the world. So I guess to wrap this up, remember that at the end of the day, alcohol isn't making your weight loss any easier, but that weight loss isn't the only thing that matters. We preach with our clients all the time that we're helping them live the healthiest lives that they actually enjoy and figuring out how to strike that balance where they like the way they look and feel and they also enjoy their lives. So if alcohol is going to play a role in your future in any capacity, I think it makes sense to learn how to do that sooner than later so that you're not kind of arriving at whatever this weight loss destination is and then trying to figure it out. It doesn't have to play a big role, but I think it can help to play around with it a little bit, experiment with what's kind of the minimum amount that I can drink and of what things that I still get the benefits of enjoying. It's enhancing my quality of life and it's not negatively impacting my results. So hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. And as always, if you like the podcast, if you listen to it, I would love if you would share it on social media, tag me in it. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, that is so awesome for me to see and really helps me realize that there are actual people listening to this and that you appreciate what I'm doing. So I would be very grateful for either of those things and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Live Diet Free podcast. I'd love if you joined my free Facebook group. It's got the same name, Live Diet Free. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash live diet free and you'll find about four years worth of trainings, resources, recipes, workouts. And I also do weekly accountability threads and more.